Hey everyone, you're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where great friends sit down and recap romance novels while philosophizing and looking deep into ourselves and giggling, lots of giggling. So there's some big news coming up next month. Nat and Sarah are going to be at Love Sweet Arrow in Chicago on Bookstore Romance Day. So if you're in the Chicagoland area or you're up for some travel, mark August 20th on your calendar so that you can see Heaving Bosom's first live show. And just a quick reminder, the Kickstarter for Peculiar Tastes is still going. So if you haven't checked it out yet, we're revealing more art and inclusions every week. And over on Patreon, stay tuned for Nat and Sarah and I recapping the Nora Roberts adaptation, Brazen, on Netflix. All I can say is that Alyssa Milano brings it in every way I ever want her to. And Detective Sexy Crinkle Eyes is both swoon-worthy and hilarious. It's a treat. And now we've got an event that's been years in the making. Sarah McLean and Jen Prokop from Faded Mates are here to chat with Aaron and I about the first book in the Hidden Legacy series, Burn For Me by Alona Andrews. So buckle up, because today it's Faded Bosoms. Here we go. Oh I'm my god astounded. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> like, I'm we did a great fucking floor that we absolutely turn off like that professionals. Oh. When we first started four years ago, we used to make people clap. clap. Oh god. Did you guys I... ever do that? The clapping? Overdue does that. Oh, you know, somebody, somebody we did a crossover with does a does a clap. It's so hard to do There's over a delay. Zoom. That's yes. the problem. It's Zoom. Like Mm-hmm. And then I started to feel like a real dummy. And then we were in person and we did it. And I was like, oh, this is a computer it's a, problem. It's this is not a, I can't clap with someone else's problem. No. <laughs> Truly. Listen. I mean, I know I'm a white lady and my clapping <laughs> skills are actually pretty sure. subpar. But I was like, I can certainly do this one fucking thing. Yeah. Oh. I know. So that's why I like the, the count a lot better. Me too. But we do the count too. Oh my gosh. Well, okay, so we're faded bosoms. We're heaving mates. We're here. We're doing it. Finally. What are years in the making. We're doing this. Are we introducing ourselves? Heaving mates? Faded bosoms? I think faded bosoms. It's got to be. I think it's got to be faded bosoms. Way better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. Okay. Heaving mates sounds like. It sounds. We are going to like a a wrestling show. Mm Kind of sounds great. It sounds kind of nice. But it's definitely a particular flavor. We'll do a poll. We'll do a Twitter poll and have people decide (laughs) what this new podcast should be called. Yeah. So I had texted Jen a few weeks ago and said, I have to recommend a book to somebody who's never read romance before. What would you give them to read? Wait, you pick this. And Jen picked this. And we kind of went back and forth a little bit. And then when it came time to pick a book for this, I was this was one of the ones that we had recommended through our five star review bribe that if you give us a five star review and tell us to read a book, we will. And so it kind of fit that you clearly like this book and it was one of the ones on our list. So here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Burn for me by Alona Andrews is the book. Everybody. Mad Rogan. We're finally talking about it. Listen, 
Mad Rogan is one of those characters that I have pretended to know about for like, <laughs> right? Like sure. people are like, Mad oh, Rogan. Mad Rogan. I'm like, totally yeah, Mad Rogan. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now I finally understand it. And I acknowledge that I, you were right, Jen, because I love a sociopath. I, <laughs> I know you do. And he is like a real actual, actual one of those. What a yeah. darling. <laughs> Yeah, what a revelation is Mad Rogan, because I was confused I, so much. Can we just, before we do this, can we introduce ourselves for you? Yes, know, sure. Oh, yeah. Good for posterity. Yeah. Absolutely. You go first, Sarah. <laughs> Since you're a Mad Rogan virgin. Yeah. So is this woman right now. <laughs> Still to this very day. <laughs> what the he- What the F? <laughs> anyway, not by tomorrow in my world, but I hope. But anyway, I am Sarah McLean. I am one half of Faded Mates, a romance novel podcast that you can have in your ear holes every Wednesday. I read romance novels and I write them. <laughs> I'm Jennifer Prokop, the other Faded Mates half. I have read this book and its sequels Probably 20 times. Wow. I'm that's not going to lie to you. Jen. I enjoy, <laughs> yeah, I enjoy them on audio. She's such a bragger. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's like a real comfort read mm. to me, and I'm not quite sure why. And I feel like that would be interesting for Ooh, us yeah. to Oh, yeah. So I would love to. Yeah. Mine. Wonderful. I'm Melody Carlisle. I'm one half of um, Heaving Bosoms and one half of Bonkers Romance, two podcasts that talk about romance novels 24-7. That's the way we want it, yeah. I'm Erin. I used to be one half of Heating Prisons, <laughs> and now I'm just a lady yeah. in the world. Now you're I just a reader. Fine. Yeah. A reader, Erin. You my, get to just do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, I just, I listened to this book on two times speed, and that's very right. cool with me being here, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. Okay, but Jen, comfort read. Yes, I sorry. feel like one okay. of the reasons, like the thing that pinged in my brain was just that the universe is so specific. It could be yeah, a comfort maybe. read for me because I can just switch off the real world and just dive into this. And it's so complete and it's so vibrant. Mm. Yeah. So, you know what? Let's talk about the yeah. plot. Not too extensively. This is very plotty, right? It's like it's so much action. romance. It's... It's yes, an adventure so romance. Action. Yeah, right? it's an adventure romance. It's urban fantasy. So one of the things you should all know, and the reason Sarah's a little salty, <laughs> I is might have texted. When are these two gonna bang it out? Gonna, oh, and the and answer like, is never. Never doesn't happen. Does not. Yeah, it does bang. not happen. I was in this finishing book. this um, while I was mowing my lawn this morning, and I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny that I made like sweaty selfie videos to be like they haven't banged and i sent them to a bunch of people so i feel robbed i feel like something was stolen from you're right i feel like you're right okay but read the second book now Uh uh-huh you have to read the second book now i mean this is it the ultimate cliffhanger which is why i'm a little bit surprised that jen is hard same yeah so for sure because i here's the thing that's really interesting uh okay so the main characters are nevada baylor and Mad Rogan, as previously discussed, our favorite sociopath. It takes place in Houston, Texas, in a world where magic runs through families. Mm-hmm. So Nevada is her kind of magic is she's a truth seeker. Um, Mad Rogan is a telekinetic, but like his mother is a telekinetic. They're a telekinetic mm-hmm. house, right? So there's all these different kinds of magic. And it can be bred like dogs. Yeah. And they do. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's 
And that's a big part of it, right? So, like, your magic is a good match for someone else's magic, and you, you know, so it's very, um, like, feudal in that way, yeah, almost, absolutely. right? So I think the other thing I really like about it is I think it pushes a lot of the same buttons as, like, a historical romance totally. for me. Which really did not surprise me at all. This is one of the few things that didn't surprise me about this book, because Alona often writes she has a very rich alona and gordon they are a married couple who write romance who write these novels together under her name and they have this like really really vibrant blog and website where their fans come and interact with them and her blog is very active and she talks about historicals a lot oh cool Yeah. So, and you can see it, the bones. Yeah, the... you can see like the footprints of that. Yeah. So it's like a modern book, but it has like that historical feel in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Like it's, you know, the world is really driven by um, manners almost, right? Like there's a certain kind of way that you're supposed to act. And if you don't act that way, right, like then you're like this just like wild card unless you're super right. powerful, right? So Mad Rogan is like... People kind of steer clear of him because he's really rich and he's the most powerful. Well, he's a king in North America. He's a king. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a very course. clear aristocracy, and there's a very mm-hmm. clear like yeah. I, I felt the difference between like a like a match for families and a love match. Like those right. sorts of things mm-hmm. ran through it. Yeah. Right, and and yeah. um, what's her name? The heroine's family is like very clearly the Bennets. Nevada. You know? Like they're, yes, Nevada, Nevada. Thank you. It means snow. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Melted spring snow. Ugh, I'll melt your snow. I didn't know that. And I was like, ooh, I actually didn't like, either. And I was like, it's a winter Indian name. I was know. like, Nevada's a very summer state. Very, <laughs> very warm state. Tell that to the Donner party, everybody. I mean, fair. <laughs> that happened in, in Nevada. <laughs> Look, I don't even know. It's, it was like it was like Nevada or Utah. Around Tahoe. Yeah. It's actually right, on the like Nevada California border. There's right a big there. old mountain. Uh, that it's called goes there. The, Sierra the Sierra Nevada. The Sierra Nevada. Oh, I it's wasn't even thinking C- about that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Geography. I didn't it's mean to call it Nevada. a summer state. I'm backing down. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Never mind. It's a summer state. But but up near lake tahoe which is it's cold one side is nevada and one side is oh, california yeah. that's where the donner party got trapped in 35 feet of fucking snow and they ate each other i am just saying they did have to eat each other yeah, yeah. cannibalism. this is the first time so far today that faded mates has corrected me on something it will not be the last <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. please note only one half of us knew yeah. any of that yeah, well, I did, know about, romance. I did know about cannibalism and the Donner Party, though, because of course I did. Yeah, because sociopaths. <laughs> I'm like, call me Donner. Are you going to write a Donner Party romance? Is that what I'm hearing? Oh Are you God. announcing on this well, show Bonkers, today? Bonkers Romance is going to have me on. Please. You let a bitch know. That would be a Bonkers Romance. It would. Quite. It would. It would definitely go I there. Mean, <laughs> I so, this podcast is now over while yeah. I run in aura, but okay. <laughs> Sorry. Right, Nevada so, is, she's a truth seeker and her family has not like bred magic into them. They're very like love matchy. And so her mom is like, she can shoot stuff real good. And her grandma can like, she can talk to any machine you her put in front of her. Her grandma's the best, by the way. Oh, her God. grandma's the best. Her grandma yeah. is grandma major. The list. Yeah. There, th- yes. There's like a list of grandmas in romance and she's got to be like. Right Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Right? And so she does, she has a private investigation agency and they've been having a hard time financially for a while for reasons. She yeah. also, but Nevada also has like this kind of secret magic. Like yes. nobody knows, but she has the best magic that anybody has in all, in all, like this is the only kind of magic I actually really care about, which is she can tell <laughs> when you're when lying. God, wouldn't, wouldn't it, it be, be great? so nice? It's the best. Oh. I actually, you know, what's really interesting is so this like Wonder Woman and her lasso of truth, Sookie Stackhouse, mm-hmm. right? Right. I, right. One of the things that's really interesting to me is I'm fascinated by how this talent is almost always manifested in women. Mm-hmm. Because it's like... But we're so used to being lied to. Yes. Like, <laughs> like us bitches, we just want to fucking know if you're telling us the truth. <laughs> we don't right? trust Honestly. your ass at all. Yeah. So yeah. just cut to the chase. <laughs> right. Well, right. Whereas his power, right, being like super powerful is like patriarchy embodied. Yeah, right? he's like a I king. literally destroy a fucking city when I put my mind to it. That's pretty hot. That video at the beginning mm-hmm. when they watched hot. like yeah. young Mad Rogan just... Oh, just, just level a building. Yeah. Oh the description of the like the look in his eyes, that's like, this is what I am. Like the self-awareness and kind yes, of like yes. self-loathing of the idea that he like <sighs> destroyed Mexico? Question mark. Like I'm not really yeah, like certain true. of what that's was about happening. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there's something involving like Belize and it's like a whole global conflict sure. that I didn't super understand, but it was destructive right. what he was yes. doing. Yeah. And Nevada and I were both like Hot. 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 I mean, because here's the thing. Not only was this video him just like basically cutting buildings in half sideways so that they just like crumble around, but he's doing it standing in the midst of them. So you know that he could not only completely destroy everything around him, but he has this like this cone of magic around him that makes it bounce off Mm -hmm. and he's perfectly fine. And like that kind of like destructive, but control Mm -hmm. is very compelling. What else can you do inside that little cone of, I mean, uh, the gun is on the, it's like Chekhov's gun on the table right there. And Uh it better, it better be great in in book two is all I'm saying. I mean, it was great in this book. Oh my God. Well, and there was no. We get, we'll get to it. You're getting ahead of yourself, ahead of, everybody. I want to talk about that whole moment with the touching and the I not touching. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Okay. Yeah. Um. So the plot starts essentially with Mad Rogan's nephew mm-hmm. gets into some trouble, right? Essentially with like a a very powerful but like super shitty magic user named Adam. Mad right? Rogan and uh, yeah, Mad Rogan's nephew does an arson. Um, with the help of a competing prime magic doer, prime a big, is one of those top. big sauce Great guys, of course, is prime. Yeah, prime magic. so he did do an arson that did um, murder one person and like hurt the rest of his family. So understandably, the police are like, "We're gonna get you. Like, we gotta yeah. get him." And his um, his cousin comes over and she's like crying and she's like please well, just save my son me. right yeah it's his mom yeah. the, the, well the, the, the woman mad is rogan's mad cousin. rogan's cousin oh, no, yeah, but yeah, it's but the, the mom, mom of the comes kid. over to like right. plead with mad rogan whose name is connor yeah. which i didn't like <laughs> but is it though because well, they never call him I mean, that. but why like do i didn't like it either yeah i was stick with rogan else read the rest of the series am i the only one who's oh does it come back jen is it important? 
No, just Nevada starts to call him Connor when <gasps> oh, he's not it. acting oh, like sure. a Well, that's a classic romance right. novel moment. Yeah, like, I know. I was worried about that. Mm. I don't I mean, love I the name Connor, would... but I do love it when a duke lets you call him by his first name. His See? first name. So there it is. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. So balance. Right. You're going to figure out what you like, but which which is more important. Mm-hmm. That's what romance is good for. It's good for you for that hierarchy of needs. <laughs> hierarchy of stuff you can disregard for hot exactly. sociopaths. Yeah, exactly. I mean, basically everything is my answer. <laughs> so, okay. Mad Rogan wants to find his nephew. We're still in chapter one, but we right. are. It's. I'm trying to move us along. Yeah, you're doing great. You Simultaneously. Right. Yeah. Nevada. Nevada's um, their investigative agency is essentially like a subsidiary of a really big investigative agency called MII. And her boss comes along and is like, I need you to find Adam Pierce. And Who is so, unfindable, uncatchable. Will just right. he can and burn, can burn steel down. Yeah. Right. He can burn, right. Not big, safe. Yeah. This is not big safe. fireball man is what he yeah. wants her to just like put her arms around. And what? she can <laughs> tell that her her boss is like, you'll be fine. And she can tell her boss is like, you will not be fine. This is no, you will not be fine. But that's not my problem. Yeah. Right? right. Like I need to look like I'm taking care of this. So I'm going to outsource it to you. And she can't turn it down or else her family loses everything. Very classic. Yeah, high stakes. Oh, right. Great. Stuff. Well, and that's the thing. Like if you like high stakes, like these books are so great for that. So I. I'm going to skip forward to essentially how they come into contact. Yes, so please. Nevada is a, oh, Aaron. I, I just want up. to like, I just feel like I have yeah. to say something here and I'm sorry, Jen, this is going to be no, a little me. confrontational. I um, tell me everything. But I do remember like tweets and like opinions <laughs> from like, um, Jenry's romance that okay. said Who's things that? to the okay. effect Who, of like, Oh, that's Jen. Um, she's here on the podcast with us. That oh, said things hi, to the effect everybody. of like, if a hero and a heroine or the two main characters have not met in the 30% mark of mm. a book, like, mm. fuck that book and I'm going to set it on fire. And I did look down at 30% into this book. Oh, interesting. And these bitches had not met yet. <laughs> and I thought, so, Jen led yeah. me here. Like, how? I know I did. Okay, also, but well, at, like, here's the thing. At so 16%, I get to defend myself? No, I just um, have to take no, it. No, no, no. I think at like 16% she meets Adam though. Yes. And so that's a big red herring. And I've spent a lot of time being like, are we doing, are we doing arson man? Is that who we're jumping into bed with? I don't know. Anyway, sorry, Jen. Please. I mean, right. So here's what I'll say is this book to me, it breaks a lot of rules, right? Mm. That I normally am not a fan of, but (laughs) I think part of the reason I'm okay with it is because to me, their books are more like urban fantasy than mm-hmm. a standalone mm-hmm. romance. Yeah, I see. And I well, think yeah. one, a way, one way to think about it for me is like, this is like this series, which is three books, is like a TV show miniseries that is three episodes so long. So taken I will together, say, it's like five right? percent in. Exactly. Ah, I see. see, I see. There you go. Good argument. I will say, like, there is a cinematic quality. We talk a lot about yeah. romance novels and, you know, what's cinematic and what would make a good TV show and how hard it is to film a thought. Mm. This would make a great... I mean, you could take this whole yeah. thing Hell yeah. transfer mm-hmm. it to film and I would watch the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So I think I, I am more forgiving of 
of it because I really wasn't expecting it, I guess. I, mm. I knew going in and then like when your expectations are like, you know, I knew going in that they don't like they kiss in this book, but they don't really get together and that it wouldn't happen till book two. So I, I let me tell you, when I read these books, I, I was buying them on like Kindle sales, mm-hmm. right? Like you, so yeah. I had like, I had them in my Kindle, but I hadn't read them. And in a weekend, I was like, all right, I'm going to fucking read this book. That's Everyone right. Says it's mm-hmm. great. Right. So I read the first one. I immediately read the second one. And then when I got to the third one, I was like, okay, this is so good. I'm going to go back and read one and two <gasps> wow. again before letting myself Whoa. read three. And I, that's what I did all weekend one summer. I just read. Well, I just had to bring it up because of what happened to me when we read the Sookie Stackhouse <laughs> books, um, which mm. were, which are my problematic faves from back in the day. Yeah, and just I love those. Were love those. embodied everything I hate in every other book. <laughs> so I, <laughs> well, I had to bring, I th- bring it up. Yeah, I think one of the things about Sookie Stackhouse, though, is like one of the things I like is that like these are clearly planned trilogies, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Where Sookie Stackhouse instead got more of the like, oh, it got really popular. Now we want your one book to be three books. Yeah. Oh, no, now make it six. And then, and then there's all 17. this retconning and Will they're changing they, shit. They? And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, oh, that wasn't really what happened. And I feel like these feel more controlled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I'm more forgiving of them. Well, it's also but. a very clear romantic arc. You know, there's no yeah. doubt yes. that it's these two. Right. Yes. Once Absolutely. you get to him, there's no doubt so, that all it's right. these two. So, Aaron, <laughs> why don't you walk us through how we get to him? Yeah. So, oh, God, Aaron, please. Why... <laughs> I feel like this happens every time we have guests and then I'm like asked to explain a thing and then like it's embarrassing. So there's like the that there is that agency and she's like doing the investigation and then like she encounters Adam Pierce like at least once. Right. That's the pyro man. Yeah. Yeah. They're in the botanical botanical gardens. And I think this is instant hots for her. Yes. I mean, yeah. But at the same time, like, he's got to be really stinky. Like, he only wears leather in Houston (laughs) and, like, always outside and always on a motorcycle, which is, like, a very hot situation, you know? And he's very hot. Like, he's a fireman. He's a fireman. But maybe that makes him able to, you know, sustain high Maybe he just burns the stench right off. Mm -mm, He doesn't mm -mm. sweat because he's so hot. No, I just, the whole time I was just like, this man seems hot, but he also seems very stinky. Um, (laughs) listen i lived in houston and a lot of the like landscape of the books is like really true like i can picture Mm -hmm. it in my head but the entire time i was like if this was really houston they'd be flying fucking cockroaches (laughs) oh yeah i'm familiar with those did you love these magic power is like i'm gonna fucking kill these things right (laughs) did you Mm -hmm. love the exotic locations in this book like the galleria mall (laughs) (laughs) you know what i honestly I really was like, oh, I know exactly where Me that too. is. In book three, there's a whole thing that goes down that is like literally right by where my in-laws live. <laughs> and they destroy a movie theater that's like the one we go to when we go to visit cool. them. Nice. Spoilers. Bye, Cinemark. Oh, hey, HBs. I don't know if you've heard, but we have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes most of which include Aaron, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on You? 
What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. Okay, so she encounters him at the botanical gardens. He does like do a like a Bernie thing and they like do a flirt thing. Then he's gone. Then she's like hanging out in like a courtyard downtown and she just like sees a hot man. And then he's like coming at her and she's just like, wow, he's so hot. And he's like walking at me. Not fire hot, just hot. Just like regular animal, animal. Imagine for yourselves a romance hero. He's a dark haired, the romance hero with the turquoise eyes of the romance (laughs) hero and the the square jaw and the cheekbones. And he's coming at her and then he's got like a piece of like ribbons. And then he does throw those ribbons at her. (laughs) Wait, no. First she Whoa. runs and then she puts a gun yeah. and like, yeah, then he just runs. throw those ribbons at and her then and then like, they like Texas cowboy like wanders up and is like, hey, don't scare that woman. And he's like, I wouldn't come over here if I were you. And I'm Mad like, Rogan. I'm enough. Mad Rogan. But yeah. like, yeah. She's, like Texas she's like cowboy. I'm... Like, who's he dating? What's his deal? Because like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, you don't also, want him. He just left her. Yeah, his politics are probably problematic, too. But like, just to get involved, I feel like he had some balls. Yes. Yeah, because that's the thing. I love the fact that she's she's like, I'm being kidnapped mm-hmm. in broad daylight. There are 30 right, people, people watching yeah. this and minimum. Like, oh, no. And like, nobody's going to step in because this guy. It's Matt Rogan. Mm-hmm. Nonsense. Oh, my gosh. And they're all like, well, you don't fuck with the king. It's fine. Well, and he's yeah, like right. the scourge and stuff. Like, he's known for being mass murderer. That's his whole That's deal. That's literally how he's described in chapter one. He's a mass, mass murderer. murderer. And it's oh, like, yeah. Sarah, Sarah was like, why didn't you tell me this before? I, I totally would have Wait a second. Nobody has described him this way. And I was like, hold on. All right. So here's the part I love. He takes her. Okay. I know it's terrible. I love this part. He takes her down part. to his basement where we get a like better like idea of how magic works. Because if you have chalk... And you can draw circles, you can amplify your magic. And he has dr- drawn some sort of chalk circles on the basement floor. I would be so bad at magic. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that are used to be good to, circles, that, forget it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, can't, I can't draw a circle. <laughs> Nonsense. You want me to make the lines match up at the end? I don't... <laughs> On the ground? Hey, you were poorly bred. I don't know what to say. There's, we need to get you a big old compass. Can you use a stencil or do you like have to freehand it? Is it part of the magic that you have to freehand it? Or can you, you put like free. a mug down? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. 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 <laughs> There's like a giant compass. <sighs> Mad Rogan flummoxed by circles. (laughs) Yeah, no. Nevada is flummoxed by circles. Okay, so he gets her down to the basement. He's going to squeeze the truth out of her, right? He's interrogating her using the circle. His mind mind hands. I want to. He's doing a Geneva Convention breakage (laughs) 
He's just like, fuck the there's, Geneva Convention. This there's is my no basement. Geneva Convention in these books. Yeah, right. <laughs> but there is, is, though. That's the thing. <laughs> the military stuff in this in book is very real. Well, and then Gordon, Gordon, is an, Gordon is retired military. So, yeah, mm. I expect that it was appropriately real. The, all the military no. stuff checks out until they're like, and then we we invaded Belize, and it's like, but Belize, <laughs> like, but where is that where we invaded? You do there find out more about Belize later. There was a magic well of um, yeah. ore that is magical, mm-hmm. but in there, I think the so. Geneva Convention does exist in the books. Um, however, Mad Rogan but is no longer from, bound by them because he is no longer a U.S. Army soldier. Because yeah, he doesn't follow mm-hmm. rules. Totally. Also, because he's a sociopath, like yeah. he doesn't care. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so he's like, I'm going to break your brain. But, like, in a hot way. Yeah, in a hot way. And here's the part that's great. We've already seen, like, Nevada's real competence porn. I think that's the other yeah. thing I really like about this book, right? Like, she is just great at her fucking job. And uh-huh. she manages to, like, essentially, she doesn't really even really understand how her own power works, but she uses her own power, essentially, to stave off this attack. Well. Right? And it's great. And, and then she does a big loophole on him. Yeah. Yes. It's great. Ah. Yeah. Because he's so like, he wants to know who hired oh, you. Where is this? He wants to know where this kid is. Who I right. guess is not mm-hmm. a kid, but in my head is a child. Aaron yeah. Pierce. Old enough to be tried as an adult, I say. <laughs> yeah, he super is. Especially in Texas. Did an arson. Did an arson. Hopes killed some people. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not like sympathetic just, to him. Just I'm putting just it out that I just, I just hoped like at, at the end of the book it wasn't like, and then he was charged with the felony murder no. that he did commit. It didn't well, end that way. Well, there's wait, oh, he was. was, he was. No, no, no. So he was? here's Adam was. Oh, wait, wait, well, no, the kid. Okay, there's two levels of government, right? <laughs> like there's like the regular like <laughs> civilian government, and then there's like the houses magic are government. all. Don't they yeah, all then try the magic their government. own people? Right. So there's a point at which if it's all like a magic crimes or magic houses at war with each other. Right. This is how justice works. This works great. I bet. Well, that's how the military does it. Yeah, I know. It works great there. (laughs) So yes, it does. I've seen a few good men. It totally works. Mm -hmm. So anyway. No, but Melody was explaining. Sorry. They need no, it. No, no, no. So they're looking for this guy. People. Yeah. So oh. he wants to know where Adam is so that he can find his nephew. And he's trying to be like, who hired you? Why are you around? Why have you been able to find Adam and talk to him? Because I did I did hear his motorcycle go away. And because yeah. nobody else has been able to find Adam Pierce. And so she's like, I can't tell you anything about my client. I can't tell you anything about my investigation. I can't tell you anything, period, the end. It's unethical and wrong. So it's not going to happen. And so he does a mind vice on her mm-hmm. that is rough and she's like <laughs> oh my god the, the sea so they're like sitting on it's the great. ground and oh, she's great. getting it's... like she she's having to exert so much energy that they're both like getting overheated and there's a point at which she's just like sitting in her bra and underwear because she cannot have clothing on and be able to it's like co- like really contend with this onslaught So at one point, uh, he does a banter with her that's like, I mean, you know, I'm I'm not going to stop. So feel free to take off the bra. And I was just like, oh, no, I'm not okay." And then she she outsmarts him. She outfoxes him 
by telling him her biggest personal secret instead right. of the secret he wants. And it breaks the spell. What a fucking genius. And it also breaks so him because he goes to yeah, death from water. Because <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I can see that I've like, that I don't, he starts to feel feelings. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then Wait. he's like, he's like I don't like this. this woman? I have to get this woman water. He like yeah. caretakes her. And then he her. takes her, takes her back to her family home, and, puts and then he's her, like, "Forget it," and I, dumps her in the storage. He does drop her on the front step, <laughs> yes. so he doesn't tuck her in or anything. No, no. Jen. <laughs> okay, wait. Is this the one but where he gets the carnations? Though no, it is the book okay. where he no. gets the carnations, but it is not the. Time. Oh yeah, the book. Sorry, yes. right. sorry. I thought yeah, you yeah. meant the no, scene. No. Yeah. No, no. Right. So this is, you know what? And she's like, "Holy shit! I just." Almost got killed by Mad Rogan. What a psychopath. And he's like, I think I like her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. He's like, touche, madam. <laughs> like, I, not many people are able to outdo me. Let me give you right. water. incredible. And take you right. away. So then he starts calling her, right? And meanwhile, one of my favorite scenes is he calls her, right? And she and her grandmother are looking at the phone trying to figure out something else. And she's like, I'll call you back. And he hangs up on him. She hangs up on him. He's like, did you just hang up on me? And she's like, yeah, I'm talking to my grandma about this other thing. I I don't work for you. Mm -hmm. I'm not working for you. you. Right? It's so great. Because no one ever says no to him, right? No one has ever stands up to him. Yeah. No one ever is not terrified by him. But Nevada doesn't give a fuck. You know what the other thing I love about Nevada is that she's just like, I have an obvious psychopath and I'm also going after an obvious psychopath. Mm -hmm. And like both of these worlds are merging. You know what I need to do? I need to shove an electric slug into my bone Mm -hmm. of my arm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. What was that? Was like (laughs) an eel that did go into her arm part. I can explain this part. Okay. Please tell me everything. There, remember we talked about how there's different kind of magic? Yeah. So she is a mental mage, but that is not, but then there are combat mages, right? Yeah. So he's a combat mage because he can fucking kill you. Oh, so boy, can if he. you are a mental mage and you don't have any combat powers, then your only thing you can do is essentially like level up in some way. Right. So then she gets these shockers implanted. Mm -hmm. And essentially what's going to happen is then if someone comes at her, she can use her magic to activate these things. So her magic, her mental mage power can become a combat power with the assistance of these things. But it's really dangerous. Right. Like she's not supposed to use them on primes. And this is like the first hint, like spoiler alert, that like she is actually a prime. She's super right? a prime. I mean, obviously yeah, she's, she's got to be. Of course. Of course. <laughs> right. But it's, she doesn't know this because her God, parents essentially have raised her. She has magic, but she's not from a magical family. And they she's are not, not supposed house. to show it. And she's not supposed to show it. It's going to be very dangerous if people knew what. Does she Grandma could do. Frida know that she's a prime? I think maybe Grandma knows. Grandmas know everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Grandma has a ma- Grandma's power to fix tanks is magically mm-hmm. fueled, right? And her mom has is a sniper. 
Yeah. And it's like magically And it's healed. like a also, magical. I think grandma aim. has like magical healing powers because boy, did she bounce back real fucking quick boy, from the yeah. house fire slash like head trauma, mm-hmm. like TBI situation. Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, she got hit with a wrench, yeah. everybody. Yeah, if I got hit in the head with a wrench and then left for dead and in you a were like burning 80. building, like I feel like I wouldn't yeah, be like wouldn't. making biscuits that afternoon. No, like grandma. It's <laughs> like when Captain Marvel just like decks that old lady on the train. And yeah. Just, then they just fight. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So Mad Rogan is like, okay, let's go to for lunch. Mm. I promise not to try and kid, kidnap you or whatever. But I and might try to like, hurt you. you. I think he says, I'm not going to hurt yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's so hot. But he tries to trick her. Her mm. mom is a sniper outside the window. They have a very, the sexual tension Ooh. is high at yes. this lunch. Mm-hmm. I wish he would have sat in that chair that did the, whatever he was going to. I like it when he does magic on her and I wanted her to sit in the chair and I wanted him to trap her in the chair. That's happens. what I wanted. Listen. I wanted the whole book to take place in that basement. That's what I wanted. When she got out of the basement, I was like, Rogan. he doesn't have you tied up anymore. And then when she didn't sit in the chair, I was like, mm, not going to get trapped in chair. Like I was deeply what disappointed by this. I mean, good for Nevada or whatever, but <laughs> stuff for old Aaron. <laughs> but then, can we talk about the scene where he does do magic on her? Like, oh yeah, at the oh, gallery on her. The well, because they decide mall. that they're going to be a partnership to find <laughs> this brosif. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what's, that's what's going on. And during one of their capers to figure out where this guy is and what's going on, they right. do end up at that Galleria mall with a lady who wants to bone down with Mad Rogan right now in public. He does do yeah. a crazy mm-hmm. strangle on her by braiding oh, her boy. dress. And like, oh, just, and that's your least favorite I thing. I hate yeah. a strangle. Um, well, but I know. it's different mm-hmm. when it's different. <laughs> it's different than when Derek Craven does heroine. a strangle with his hands. This is a magic strangle yeah. that like like a king magic man did so i feel like it's better um <laughs> all right good to know but i i did I, it was difficult his for name me is to get, connor though <laughs> king connor um, it was difficult for me to get out of my head that they were at the mall so like when all of this was happening like when these two ladies were just like fully having orgasms in like the food court of the mall like i couldn't stop imagining like the teens well, at the next table Nordstrom. being like Dude, bro, is everybody having like a fucking orgasm? I mean, like, I feel like that was happening. Listen, if you had to pick a store at the ball where you were gonna have an oh, orgasm, God. clearly it would be Nordstrom. Hot would it be oh, Nordstrom? Okay, 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 that's second. fine too. Would that's it fine be too. Nordstrom? Point of order. Yes. What oh, mall please, store would you like to be orgasmed in? I don't think it's Nordstrom. I don't think it's a Nordstrom. It's Hot Topic. I'm sorry. Be? That's the answer. To I was going to say Hot Topic or Spencer's. Uh, like, Spencer's, right? Spencer. Do those exist still? You can find a vibrator in there to give you an orgasm at I Spencer's. Know. I feel like the clerk would be pretty okay with it. Like back in the lava lamp corner. Yeah. Oh, God. What is more erotic, you Sarah? Than a lava lamp? I know. <laughs> When I was growing up, there was a boy in my high school who had a water bed <gasps> and a lava lamp. And I oh know because I was in that room. That's so too much. It's too much flowing. Him. I would get motion sick. <laughs> it's contact too much. him and ask him where he'd want to have a, an orgasm also, at the like, mall. what teenager has a water bed? We should come back to that at some point. We should. Future episode. <laughs> like, it was, was like a episode. That was a or, thing. Or, like, with your therapist or how have do you want to come ever, back to wait, that? This is making me realize, Jen, uh, anybody, has anybody read a romance novel with a water bed? 
No. I have not. I know I have not. I don't think I have. That's what a, happened. Wow. Why do waterbeds never get to romance? Listener, could you tweet at us if you have read a yeah. romance with a waterbed? I yeah. want to know. You know if you Kelly had a waterbed when we were teenagers. Really? I had a waterbed yeah, growing she up. She loved it. You did? Mm-hmm. What this is fascinating to me. Why? Wow. Weirdly, it was in one? our spare room, which I felt like was a was a difficult ask for guests to be like, welcome <laughs> to our home, waterbed. Or maybe it was like classy. Like I don't know. Oh, we have saved the best bed for the guests. Yeah. I mean, we probably got rid of it like late 90s, I would think. How like, do you get a waterbed in and out? I have so many waterbed questions. There are, I the logistics are terrible. For years. We moved into the home sure. when I was like like three years old, so I have no memory of the waterbed entering the home. I do have a memory of it exiting the home, mm. which was a problem, drained, if I recall. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You have to, yeah, you have to like put a hose out the window yes. or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drain mm-hmm. that sucker. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and they're so heavy. Mm-hmm. If you've read a romance novel with, with a waterbed, water we're going to read it as a deep dive on our next <laughs> faded bosom. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so wait, this lady has for Nordstrom. Who's like, I, here I am at Nordstrom Rack. Um, I would like you to tell me whether or not Nordstrom. Is it Nordstrom or Nordstrom Nordstrom Rack? Rack. Because I feel like the vibe is I really don't want to have an orgasm at Nordstrom I think I, I don't know. They're different. One is an outlet. Listen, I don't know. So she's at a Nordstrom, the real kind, and she's like, I want you to show me whether or not you're a tactile. And Nevada is sitting there being like, the fuck is a tactile? And Sarah's like, what? Uh, (laughs) J'explain to me, please. And he does. She watches him just like put his eyeballs on her and she starts Uh getting all hot and bothered. And she's like, more. Oh, oh, mad. Oh, I can't. Whoa, this weird thing that just happened. (laughs) Yes, that is accurate. You're doing it great. (laughs) In the text. It really was. Oh, amazing. And then Nevada, like any self-respecting woman, is like, sure. now wait just a second. What yeah. is this like? like? Yeah. Can I just try it out? And I love that she's she first tells him no, because he's like the yeah. easiest way to tell you what it is, is to just like, I don't know, <laughs> show you. And she's like, no, I am a self-respecting private investigator. I mean, yes. I would like that. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, perfect, we're honestly. at a mall. Mm-hmm. Like, can we, can we I know. They find a quote-unquote alcove. <laughs> and I was like, an alcove it's of like what? No voyeuristic tendencies whatsoever. The stairs are not a store where I want to have is, an orgasm Is there a the water mall. fountain next to them? Because that's high There's traffic in the Listen, 90s. Malls <laughs> are modern-day ballrooms. An alcove, Fair. like behind yes. a potted fern, is what's happening here. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. I'm also nervous you in those scenes. That. Oh, you, you are. <laughs> so I'm nervous. I don't love oh. it, but I feel like Sarah McLean said it. So, I mean, <laughs> if, I mean, I, if you're telling I, me that malls are the modern-day ballroom, like, I feel like I can't really argue with that wisdom. Pretty basic, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like that's correct. All right. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. Um, 
So then he does a mental nipple tweak on her. Listen, he doesn't <laughs> just do a mental nipple. It's no. a lot more than that. There's a no, lot of touching. And then he's and like, it's, hang on. And a it's second. literally hot a little bit. Yeah. yeah like it's warm all over her skin. Velvety. So he's just revealed oh. to her, right? Like this is the scene where he has just revealed to her that he is an empath as well as. Like, right, so that's he what's can makes, make right. you feel as well yes. as, like, make you right. move. But then but he feels Nevada the thing that you're finds feeling. Out. She gets hot, yeah. and then he's like, I'm also I feel that, hot. too. When you react to my, my noodle touches on you, <laughs> I... You, you know, the mental kind. Touches. She's been, he's been noodling on her and she's Not, been feeling it. Yeah, noodle in the brain. So, so he feels it back and he feels like how excited I like how Aaron's she is. Like, yeah, Aaron. Every, so, tell like, me remember when um, the girl who uh, was strangled for being slutty was strangled? Yes. Um, when mm-hmm. he. Harper Larvo. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Yeah. There's a little woman on woman crime in this book. Um, and that was yeah. that was one of the victims. Well, she was also a perpetrator. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But like yeah. the receptionist at what evil corp oh it did God. nothing to anyone. <laughs> but anyway. True. So when she was getting strangled, but also simultaneously having like a, a, a violent orgasm in the middle of a mall, <laughs> was Mad <laughs> Rogan also then? Splooging no. in his pants? No. Okay. Yes. No. Because I feel like if he said no. like when he when he, he makes you feel off. a thing, the thing yeah, comes right. back on him, and so he feels. Yeah, but like he's also Nevada. a sociopath, right? So well, he and he also like... did it. To, he didn't do her to completion. He did that strangle before she could get like overly. But excited arguably, about she it. was far more turned on than Nevada was because he did more to her than he did to Nevada, right? Mayhaps, yeah. And like, I'm fine. You know, a phys- a physiological reaction is something that you can't control. But one thing that he does control is the like the tension and hotness feedback because he's like right. oh my god yeah. nevada i can feel how you want me this right. is this is real he's like you've been lying to me yeah. he's feeling feelings yeah. i think he would only have and that kind can of i say something else in that line where where he says like when you get hot i get hot and you're on fire mm-hmm. right <gasps> that right before he says that the tag on it is he grinned like mad rogan like oh. grinning with like excitement, entertainment, delight. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I want it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I when like are they going to bang? Not in this. Not, not now. Are they, that really is the <laughs> For question. For sure not Sarah. now. And it's a question book I two, can't everybody, answer. Sorry. I can answer a book too. Okay. Is it right away? It's like page one. No, it is not. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, they figure out that Adam and his accomplices are trying to okay so chalk is an amplification circle but there are also objects that can amplify your power right and so what adam and his accomplices are after is essentially like a set of artifacts that are going to amplify adam's fire making power and make him essentially like a god of fire and as a chicagoan i really like there's this whole part where yes, i love this right i love this yes. right so in Chicago, everybody, there's a great Chicago fire, and there's a whole story about how this woman, Mrs. O'Leary, like her cow, knocked over a lantern, and that's what started the great Chicago fire. It's a very mm-hmm. famous and old song. 
about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? And this is like a, a, a story. Like, even though, I mean, like, if you're ever down on shopping on Michigan Avenue, like, the old water tower is one of the few buildings that's still there, right? Like, the whole city burned down. And so it was actually really interesting because what they say in the book is that it was these artifacts that were used to burn down Chicago. Mm-hmm. That that's And then, like, the you know, the Mrs. O'Leary's cow was essentially just a... You know, it, a, a scapegoat, which is true, a scapegoat, right? A scape that's cow. true. Yeah. That's also true now. Like that's it was not her cow, the cow. So I thought that was like a kind of a cool Chicago connection was like, you know, this story that you've heard in your real life. That's another thing I think that's cool about this series is there's enough like nods to like your world uh-huh. when we're in that, you know, you get that real sense that like, oh, OK, like this is an adjacent magical world. Yeah. I used to talk about it as being like Harry Potter for grownups, but J.K. Rowling is a garbage human. Yeah, so she's I don't the worst. Say that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so they're like, we have to stop this dude. They have they. Oh, man. He turns into a fire dinosaur in like Houston's Times Square is what I got from that. Yeah, he was furious because they because she got hurt. Is that this? well? No, this is at the, we're kind of you're kind of at the end now. Like there's still some like yeah, like there. Oh, I'm sorry. No, oh, no, no okay. you're right. Because like Adam has to burn down her house thing, and then like he there's gets hit by a car, and then he has to go to like the That's fake hospital because he wouldn't go to the real yes. hospital, and then she got hurt. Wait, oh, that's, that's after, the, they, that's after the, they get the second artifact, though. Doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Well, okay. they save an artifact, and actually, this part's really hot. Like, they save an artifact, the whole building comes down around them. Oh, he's that fire and, dinosaur. Yeah, and Mad Rogan just like, boom. Like, oh, I thought you were talking about the end, Mel. I'm sorry. I no. thought you were talking about the end, too. Yeah. They have to cuddle underneath the, yeah. you know, and, the fallen. And she does shoot three people in the head in a very competent, yeah. hot way. But also she has a soul, so she's big worried about it. Yeah. And, you know, that's I thought I thought that was really one thing I loved about this book is that Elona Andrews never backed away from him being like a true sociopath. Yeah. Because remember when, when they he talked about that guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved right? that. Oh, loved yeah. it when but, he squished you know, that guy. So here's the thing, though. So I... Like reading this, right? I think a lot about I'm I've been obviously I think a lot about sociopathic heroes and like how mm-hmm. how we forgive them, right? Like what we mm-hmm. forgive. Mm-hmm. But I think part of the reason why we are so willing to forgive Mad Rogan is because from the jump, right? Like Alona is like this person is a sociopath. He is a mass murderer. Like you are either yeah, right. in this book or you are not. Like right. right. You either close the book after chapter one or you're like, Correct. okay, I'm in. Mm-hmm. There's no right. middle way with Matt mm-hmm. Rogan. And I think no, that and there's something very we talk on the podcast all the time about like authors who like swing for the fences, right? Right. Yes. And this is just like a this is the hero of this book. Yeah. yeah. And I love it. Well, and they never they never pull their punches. Like when she's yeah. talking about her feelings about killing these people, he's like, yeah, when I first killed a person, like like the first time I killed a person with my bare hands, there had been others before, but I felt like I should feel something when I killed and someone I up yeah. close and personal and I felt literally nothing. Like, what is it like for you? And yeah. she's like, I feel like a piece of myself is missing and I can never get it back. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like, I don't know. It just, they never back away from it. They never, they never pull their punches on it. And I love it. Hey, HBs. I started an Etsy store. Did you know? Right now, it's full of all the St. Vincent items you need. Because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. 
We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners, e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side, and then I created a St. Vincent would always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. There's a St. Vincent would always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition marriage of convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter with the help of HB Jen at Post Pouring Company. It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie. And it smells so delicious. It's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend, check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. I think the other thing that I like about this is, and this is, I, so, you know, there's a whole slew of like witch romances right now, and Mm -hmm. I actually haven't read many of them. And I think part of it is because like, I love this series so much, maybe I, but I really love that it's like, okay, if you have these huge powers, yeah, society's rules are different, right? Like this is a book that really leans hard into, okay, what would society really look like if people could kill each other just by looking at each uh, other? Right. Right. And, and it's, so it's like, you know, like the, all of the like rules and etiquette are essentially because these are all, you know, predators and so Mm -hmm. if you make a bunch of rules that everybody has to follow and so one of the things that's really cool is that like as nevada enters this world it's not gonna be i mean i don't think of this as really being dark romance it's more like morality Mm -hmm. chain right like this is a morality chain book is you know she's like i understand that your world's different and sometimes i have to engage with it but i don't want to be sucked into that world Right. right. That's why the killing people is never going to be OK with her, even yeah. if in later books when she has to kill people, it still is hard for her. Yeah. I think it's interesting, though, that we have also Adam Pierce, who is the villain of the book, who is objectively mm-hmm. very, very sexy man like Grandma Frida's mm-hmm. in love with him. He's into the heroine and has a, an infatuation in the same kind of way that Mad Rogan does, has the same kind of like there's a lot of parallels between Mad Rogan and Adam Pierce. Mm-hmm. In some ways, they yeah. are very similar in the same Very guy. similar. But the difference between the two is that Mad Rogan feels nothing when he kills people, whereas it seems that Adam Pierce feels pleasure. Enjoyment. So we kind of got a, right. a spectrum of like, we have her, who's our, our like moral compass. Right. And then, right. you know, like, so we've got this foil to pit him off of who's worse than him because he actually like kind of gets off on killing people. Sure. Um, I also think that Mad Rogan follows the rules, though. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I think that's the other difference. Adam Pierce is like, you know, I I can't wait to blow up these. Well, rules. he has reasons. No, I don't I don't think he follows the rules. I think I think that he enjoys his. Um, You're talking about Mad Rogan right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, because he doesn't follow the rules. He doesn't think the rules apply to him, period, the end, because he's a prime. I think he just really likes his privilege within the system that exists. Whereas Adam is such like a, he's so immature and he's such, he needs so much attention and all of that, that he's like, no, I'm just going to burn everything to the ground. I'm going to get back at my family. I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to just destroy everything so that we can start over. And I feel like Mad Rogan's like, no, we're super not because I am great. (laughs) I'm great here. Mad Rogan has reasons. And he has reasons. Yes. Yeah, he has reasons. And also don't discount the writing here because right. Mm. You already mentioned it, Aaron. Ilona puts on the page early, early when they watch that video of Mad Rogan as a child Mm -hmm. taking down the building in Mm. Mexico. Right. There's that moment where she recognizes in his face I'm looking at it right now. There's something (gasps) about the blue eyes looking into the camera, not exactly sadness, but a Mm -hmm. kind of self-awareness underscored by a slightly bitter smile, almost as if he knew he was a human hurricane and regretted it, but he wouldn't stop. Right. Right. And so as a reader, like that is, that is such deft writing because we haven't met him yet or we've met him, but Mm -hmm. you know, we haven't spent any time with him. She hasn't met him yet, but already she is sympathetic to him and therefore Mm. we are too. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, I sort of got, I sort of got that he was resigned to his reality. And I know I'm a monster, but what do you want me to do about it? Right. Right. Like I was like, I was born this way, but I Mm -hmm. do think he follows the, I mean, I understand what you're saying about like the rules don't apply to him, but Mm -hmm. he does follow society's rules, right? The rules for primes. Sure. Right. There are rules for primes and he essentially follows them. And when Adam doesn't that, you know, at one point she actually says like, you're like him. You're just like this rich, powerful. And he was like, I'm nothing like him. No, he's nothing like him because he likes the system they're in. Mm -hmm. He's going to follow the rules for primes because it really benefits him, even if he suffers a little bit because of it. But I think he also understands maybe more than anyone that without those rules, all the primes would be running around like Adam Pierce just destroying shit. Mm. And he was a destroyer, right? So I think he realizes like somebody's got to put us all in check. And if we all agree to these rules. And that's why he also loves her, her um, a role model. He also loves Lenora. Is her name Lenora? Oh, yeah. Lenora Jordan. That's yeah. the one. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's like, somebody's, somebody has to keep us in check. Even I know that. Yes, Erin. Yeah. Does she keep them in the check? The hero <laughs> worship of Lenora was a little, like, she mentioned several times, I think she's the coolest, most badass person in Houston because she puts criminals in chains. Like, several times. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, can we... <laughs> not like I and I'm saying this as a prosecutor myself like can we say, not be like jealous, put criminals in chains like is that can that just not be like the thing where you know I I, I didn't I didn't love it and no, I see that I could see to that the point it's a punitive where, like, system for sure yeah. when yeah, Adam at the end is doing his like Shiva the destroyer thing where he's like oh. let's scrap it all and like start a new yeah. world and like at the beginning of that villain monologue I was like and then he lost the thread a little bit like at the beginning where he was like this system is corrupt like it's the haves and the have nots and if you have Mm -hmm. then then you get away with stuff and then you know like and i was like i'm pro adam like let's fuck adam and then let's kill um, everyone yeah and then then he's like all those people in the tunnels he had (laughs) it you know he had it and then he (laughs) lost it you know adam (laughs) yep anyway yeah 
Sorry. So where were we? So she, okay. So they get the second artifact and then they kill a bunch of people and he saves them from a giant fireball by putting them into that rubble tunnel. Well, but wait, did we talk about they the... they do that snuggle, yeah. Yeah, right. And then I think there's like, so, there's a lot that yeah. happens. I mean, there's like, one of the other things, though, that's like my favorite part about this book is when um, he saves her family, right? Like yes. after this, and I'm not sure we're going in order because... No, we're not. We're it's fine. It's, it's fine. This is right, right after but, lunch. <laughs> yeah, this is after lunch, right? She goes home and she gets this alarm notification, your house is on fire. And this is Everything's also... Everything's on fire fr- in this book. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, wait, when was this fire? Oh, no, that was before the other fire. Well, you know, Adam is a fire starter. It's fine. But not like cute. Not cute like Drew Barrymore. That's a deep cut. That's a real deep cut. Not too deep. Not so deep. We didn't find it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But there's a part where he meets her mother. (laughs) And he's like... I've seen your service record and I consider you an active threat. So please stay away from me. And I was like, I, that's your future mother-in-law. That's exactly how you should be your future mother-in-law. Right. Isn't that amazing? He's like, I "I will kill you. you." Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Completely. He's like, don't make me tell my security team that you're an actual threat because we will go through with that. (laughs) Right. But I also love, listen, I love when a dangerous man takes dangerous women seriously. Mm -hmm. That's a micro trope. Oh, I love that. That's a quote. Put that on a thing. Stamp that Mm -hmm. on a t-shirt. That's why I think he's so sexy Mm -hmm. because he is like, yeah, I can kick everybody's ass, but I also understand that there are a lot of powerful people around me and there's a lot of women who are really powerful and, you know, you are a threat. So just know that. Yeah. I see you. Mm -hmm. I'm watching you. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. So now they decide to give this artifact. They take it out of the Batman vault in (laughs) Mad Rogan's lair which like i i don't understand that at all but they do take that and they just take it to a municipal building and they're like (laughs) it's gonna get lost there in the red tape it's fine i'm sure that the the, just the the metal detectors nobody's ever gonna look at this gonna go into the big into a municipal building is kind of like taking the jumanji game and like putting at the bottom of the ocean like it it will get lost there like it will get misfiled like no one will be able to find it there it will end up in like we have seen this trope before right? <laughs> yeah yeah and then they're they have to figure out what the third artifact is because adam is gonna he's like in a car going right. he's on his way to go find this third artifact and when he pieces everything together i don't understand how adam knows where all the artifacts are because he they did okay so the organization did that kidnap on the ennis child question mark yeah and then they got the information from that kid and then put that kid back at college and he was like i'm an amnesia now right and then now they now they know so i i I don't i'm not gonna spoil anything but one of the things i also like about that remember i said this like a mini series yeah so like little parts of this mystery don't actually really truly get solved till it's later. It's like books, the Tesseract. Where you get like yeah, oh, right, yeah, yeah where yeah. you get right. Where you get sort of the fuller picture of like what's going on and who's behind all of this. Cause you know, all along they're like, Adam is kind of a fuck up. That's There's no it, way yeah. that he, yeah. he is the one someone is pulling He's his not strings. The one. 
Right. He's just a he's just he a, is not you a, know, king. a wrecking ball. Right. right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I do like that's like one of the other cool things about this book is like, you know, you get a solid mystery. You get sort of most of it solved. You feel at the end that like, you know, Adam gets punished and whatever. But like, you know, there's more out there that's going to get solved right. in like later books. Right. Well, I mean, in that epilogue really knocked my block off because the whole time I was like, I know we met one of the people. <laughs> you didn't read yeah. the epilogue. Never here. have, never will. Oh, my what God. Is I it? forgot really? about this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh yeah, the so part of the mystery from the, gets solved in the epilogue. Read them. What The epilogue is from Mad Rogan's point of view. I'm not telling you. You didn't fucking read I just, it. Yeah, I, I did my homework. It would be a big spoiler. Oh no, that's fine. Would it be a big spoiler? That's fine. So, I'm sticking just, with it. God, I feel it's like so perplexing. And I'm. <laughs> I know there are author on this Zoom call. However. <laughs> I just feel like end your book at the ending. If you need, just mm. end it. You shouldn't. Like, you shouldn't need a, a second I'm ending times two. Wait, I have, I have a lot of questions. Can I ask some more questions? Don't okay. I decide when the Do ending you is. leave a restaurant before having dessert? Often, yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you, when you go to a Marvel movie, stick around for the extra scenes? I don't. I don't know. She doesn't. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't do that. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I like, just, just want to say as author on the Zoom call, <laughs> I what's perplexing to me is this concept that the book is over before I finished the book. You know what I mean? Uh-huh, like, I okay. You see what I mean? Like, it's I mean, I am I'm the first author to say, like, actually, the book doesn't even exist until you read it. So great. But what's weird is like, I I remember writing them all. (laughs) (laughs) So, Erin. And what's wild is if I just made it chapter 26, you would have read it. You'd read it. I yeah, think so. that's what's bananas. I don't to know. Me. Like the it started out that I didn't read epilogues as a rule in romance because it's just always when they like get pregnant or babies. get married, and that ruins it for me. To be honest, right? And I know that that's not Fair. always what happens. And you know, I've been on this journey with the podcast that there are many epilogues that that's not the situation. Well, it's wild because like but, I have a couple of epilogues where like. That's the whole twist is yeah, in the epilogue. I'm, I'm reaching for one right now that's laying on the floor over there. But <laughs> so listen, here's the thing. I've become very entrenched in this um, thing. I understand. It's fine. Yeah, sure. I get it. Hey, Aaron, here's the one thing I will tell you. One of the things I like is the epilogue is is in third person and it's from Mad Rogan's point of view. <gasps> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I did read it. Oh, see, and I actually like that because oh, I feel like at least then the epilogue anymore. is like a, it's like a literally a different thing, so which then sorry. makes sense to me that you would not call it chapter 26 or so whatever. So now I know Anyway, so it. you do know how the mystery Put it ends. In a different... I did, I did read it. Right, right. Good call, good call. Okay, I'm sorry. So they, <laughs> we're all over the place. It's fine. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. We are. I listened to Does it. Anything it just played sexy right happened? We need to talk about the kiss, I think. Sarah's <gasps> I ready. mean, that's where I'm trying to go. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So they're about to stop try and Adam. find. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to find the third artifact, stop Adam, do all this stuff. And they're like prepping for that. And he is trying to 
teach her prime magic basically because he she needs her powers to be stronger than they are Mm -hmm. and he just knows that it's inside her everyone (laughs) he just knows how there's so much inside her (laughs) (laughs) and he wants to mine all of it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's great stuff sorry so he's like trying to teach her how to draw a circle. <laughs> oh my god! I know that's amazing. We talk about when he looks at the circle, he's so pissed off because she's been hurt. Wait, this is yes. going back a little bit, but I love. Yeah. No, I fucking love this moment. I love it when uh-huh. heroes do this shit. He, uh-huh. he, she's been hurt. He's fucking furious. So he's like thrown yes. a bus at someone. Like he's just oh angry, yeah, literally. Right? Mm-hmm. And he looks down because he's asked her. Like there was this like fight, and he was like, "You got to draw me a mm-hmm. circle to amplify my magic." So she does, and then <laughs> she's like bleeding. Her knees are bleeding. She's like she scraped she's herself up choked. from like she's been garroted. Yeah, partially she's been, garroted. She's been tied up with wires, but also <laughs> drawing this man's fucking circle. She skinned her knees, which hurts, you guys. It hurts. It, hurts. <laughs> it does hurt. So, and then he looks down at it and he's like, your circle work is shit. It sucks. <laughs> and that know. gorgeous woman throws the chalk at his face and yes. gets in the car and is like drive like, and her cousin and like, like I don't want to see him again and then that's why he gets her $10,000 worth of carnations that are built into a smooch on her lawn I yeah. feel like probably a smooch yeah probably a smooch <sighs> what a man it's just a pair of lips who loves carnations that much though except for my grandmother really I did, did love have a, a question about that yeah right it is yeah. a weird thing it's a weird thing. It is a Maybe symbolism like, thing, though. Like a like a deep red carnation is like a deep red, mm, like a deep love, like thing. one of those language like of flowers. Language thing. Yeah. I'm looking it up. Ooh, All right, please do. I've done a lot of flower research. Really? <laughs> okay. Cool. The thing that prosecutors are required to do <laughs> for a thing no one will Military. ever read, Sarah. But oh, I did a lot of flower. Research at one point. A dark red carnation conveys feelings yeah. of deep love and affection. Mm-hmm. See, there and the deeper go. the and red, the deeper the love and affection. So I think that's oh, yeah. why these it really like, went into how deep the red, like they were these, bloody. And these were like black. Mm-hmm. They were so yeah. red. They were well. Blue. And I love and how so she's like, yeah, that's kind of weird. And his yeah. mom, her mom is like, honey, there's like twenty five thousand carnations out there. Mm-hmm. Like this is. I think he's courting you. And the yeah. dad is like, no. Certainly not. <laughs> like, Absolutely not. This is a totally not. normal thing for a person this to do. This is totally normal for him to do this. He does that for all of his she all of she his bro pals. She told him she didn't want flowers, so it's probably like a prank. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Nevada's mom was like, "You dumbass! It's great. I, I love that whole family. I think that's I the other that. reason this is a comfort mm-hmm. read, is because of like the family, mm. right? Like this is, if you are a a, a writer and you want to know how to leverage secondary characters, yeah, right? Like this series is so great, yeah, because they're also they're not all, too much. Mm-mm. No, they're totally distinct, distinctly who they are." And yet they're like really fun, but they don't take up all the air in the room. It's pretty masterful. Yeah, it is. It's great. And, and every scene is useful. Yeah. Like they're not, they're not just there to be there. Um, Okay. So he, boy, he's got his arm on her arm and he's making it into a (laughs) compass that draws a perfect circle. Mm. And because of that, they're very, very close to each other. Yeah. Mm. And then all of a sudden 
they he she looks up and then he looks into her eyes sarah do you want to cut in at any point no it's i like to read i'm i'm enjoying just the read <laughs> so so they and do I'm this going, kiss do it do it yes, <laughs> kiss. Yeah. so they do this kiss and then she starts feeling his tactile abilities all over her body not just her erogenous zones but like everywhere so everything is amplified and so that she's like whimpering and they're making out and she can again i cannot stress so the amount it's that, really that he's just tweaking all the good parts with his mind <laughs> during this yeah. thing and then she it's so good everyone that she does just come by herself with her clothes on and he what a man like he he loves it <laughs> what a man yeah, he does what a man what a man what a man what a man, what a man. What a man. I mean look <laughs> I have it's nothing perfect. more to say I mean it's if perfect. you are out there and you are like I love a slow burn like and <gasps> yeah. these people who love a slow burn like I have questions but sure <laughs> because when you say you love a slow burn you don't actually know what a slow burn is like this is it this like this. it has to be burny We've it talked about this a you the whole time. Burn and then two. be uh, suddenly yeah. a, a bonfire. It's got to burn the whole time. Yeah, oh. you have to be waiting. It's got to yeah. be like smoking. Mm-hmm. And you're like, when is this thing going to ignite? When mm-hmm. is it coming? This book is literally called Burn For Me. Like, uh, this is a book yeah. that understands that, like, Name is they are at a, a full fucking <laughs> zone the entire in. time. Yeah. 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 Right? Oh, <laughs> so good. I mean, that's the thing. I'm like, that's, there is. The sexual tension between these two is so intense the entire fucking time. The whole time. And and yeah. on so many different levels. Yeah. Like, it's there on a professional level. It's there on, like, uh, on the, the way that they are different. It, mm-hmm. it They just hit so many different points of the psyche and their emotions and their, you know, just their lived yep. reality. And it's also, like, you have this moment when you're taught, when you see them, in that first moment where he sees her. Like yeah, the yes. whatever, the botanical mm-hmm. in the garden, and they're faded mates. Like he sees her. The reason yes. why it is in first person present is because, or first person past it's, is because, yeah. if we were in Mad Rogan's head at that moment, it would just oh. be like mine, 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 yeah, mine, yeah, mine, yeah. mine, yeah. right? <laughs> yes. Like absolutely, right, right, yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think so. Then okay, look at the end. The way they catch. Wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I have to read the best, one of the best things I've ever heard a hero say in the world. Oh, okay. Okay. So she's like, this kiss didn't happen. And he's like, no, why the hell not? Like it absolutely did. I was there. Yeah. She says, (laughs) it's unprofessional and dangerous. This didn't happen. And he goes, it happened. I was there and you liked it. She goes, no. And he says, you melted, which just like way to carry that through. Mm -hmm. You melted. A male self-satisfied smile touched his lips like spring snow. I don't know what you're talking about. We stared at each other. Fine, he said. You had no idea it could be this good. Nobody in your past was ever that good. And you know that nobody in your future will ever be this good. You've had a taste and you want more. You want sex, dirty, naked, hot sex. It's floating through your head as we speak. You think you can imagine what it would be like. Trust me, you have no idea. I haven't even started. So run from it. Think it over. Pretend it didn't happen. It doesn't matter. I'll allow it for now. 
The more you fight, the more irresistible it will become until one day I'll motion with my hand and you'll come running. Ah! Oh, what a man. I, I would like to say something. No, don't ruin this oh, moment sorry. for me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Are you about to say something you don't like? No, not about the okay. not about the writing or the scene. I, I think that okay. this is beautiful and wonderful. Um, I do want to caution listener because I feel like right. I'm the only one who listened to the audio on oh. this. Zoom oh no, call. I've listened. No, to the I audio. listened to the audio. But I, if you listened to two two double time though, you did. <laughs> Mad Rogan is the only character that has what I would call a thick Bill Compton esque uh, southern yeah, oh accent yeah. in the audiobook. <laughs> and if that doesn't do it for you, you might want to yeah. read the words because when I was reading, yeah. I found stuff like that far more um, impactful for me than when I was listening to it because I was because of the southern accent I will just really say, got me. I'm so it's really glad in, you said that because I, yeah. yeah wow it was not like that in the reading of the text exactly so if somebody's yeah. listening to this and is deciding oh, really? between the audio the mm. audio is fantastic I think the the voice actress that does it is great it's just a personal preference so if, if you don't you know like a really Houston accent though? all heroes sound like Tom Hardy in my head doesn't <laughs> <laughs> no matter where they're from he's from Houston he sounds like Tom Hardy so I will say the reason I've read these books so many times is because it's like I just listen to them when I'm bored and I don't have anything else to listen yeah. to. I think she really tempers that accent in book two. Hmm. Okay. Oh, that's good. Like the feedback. Like I was. think she got some feedback was like, can you turn that down a little bit? Yeah. So it's really interesting when every time I go back and starting it at one, I'm like, oh, yeah. So mm -hmm. when you say Bill Compton, you mean like, suck it. Yeah. Suck it. It's, it's very like, <laughs> yeah. this is what I'm going to do to you. You know, it's like yeah. that kind of stuff. And it's like, it you know, that I'm sure okay. that works for some. It's just not it's not He's my that personal. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Suck it. <sighs> not my bill. You know? <laughs> OK, I'm sorry. So you're right. Okay, sorry. Now, so she she does a big prime mental magic on yeah. another dude, and he spills all the secrets after a little while. She yeah. feels like it might murder her, and everybody's like, you're drawing too much power, and oh, and Mad Rogan says, she's fine. Yeah. It's, I mean, she's after a little this. while, is that after he does Shit, stab in and out my of his leg okay. for a while? No, that, that's way, oh, that's way a, a while ago. Guy? Okay. All yeah. right. Never yeah. 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 No, but then, and so, so then they're like, okay, we know exactly we have to go to this public park, uh, right yeah. near the municipal building that we've been at previously. And on her, on their way, she's like, I'm coming with you. And he's like, great. And on their way out, the asshat who owns her parent company is like, you you're you're gonna go and you're gonna fight a prime like yeah. you're you're gonna get killed what can you do that mad rogan can't and mad turns around and he's like she can shoot him squarely between the eyes like yeah. you fuck off she's great and we're yeah. both going Ooh, yeah, can awesome. i say i it also is. love that setup because they they make it canonical that mad rogan is very bad with weapons mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah right and so like yeah. he, the idea that she is she comes from this long line of like magic sharpshooters yeah it's hot no it's awesome mm -hmm. it's super hot it's hot so look to make a long story short right. it's like then big a big magic off between Oof. adam pierce and mad Broken. magic they on. pull their magic dicks out and they are just like <laughs> yes, get basically a, oh, let's a not, yardstick let's not abraham lincoln frankly. fuck lord of the moon this <laughs> <laughs> they didn't pull their magic dicks out in sword fight because that's something that literally happened in a book we read. So, like, let's it be did. clear. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, no, you're so, right. No, well, I, what's going to happen is Adam is going to essentially make himself a pillar of fire mm-hmm. with yes. using these, right? This, And so what Mad Rogan's going to do is essentially like build a wall around him using telekinesis. Mm-hmm. And the trick is, is both of them are going to enter something called null space, which means like your magic is so powerful that you're not really even existing fully on like our plane it's Minecraft. Of being anymore. Sure. It's my, they're in Minecraft land. <laughs> magic and, Minecraft. It's fine. And, and then it's like a, like whose power is going to last the longest, right? Like they're both really powerful, but like can Mad Rogan contain Adam, Adam's fire long enough, right? Of course. Right. I mean, only one but, of them is a king. But mm. the the trouble is, is that once Mad Rogan enters this space, he can't turn himself off either, right? So he, in trying to save the city, might actually also destroy the city. Right. Until. Oh, she smooches him on his face. Did I get it? That's right. And she That's has to right. levitate herself. How did she do that? I don't know. Did Love. It. I don't know. Love. Love lifts us up to smooch Mad Rogan on the face. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, listen, literally stops his magic, like calms him the fuck down by kissing him. And it's great. It's so great. It's great. And, mm-hmm. and I love that in the epilogue, they bring that back mm-hmm. because it says like Mad Rogan yeah. has two goals now. Mm-hmm. He's never had a goal in his life. One is that he's going to take down the whoever who's be doing the bad stuff. Whoever. And then the second one is that he is going to win Nevada because yeah. he says that, like, he's always enjoyed the sort of detached safety that is the null space because it's like neither good nor bad. Like, there's right. nothing in is, there. Yeah. yeah, it's just sort of serene. But the way that he felt all of the things that she's feeling for him in that kiss and like even the complicated contradictory stuff. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. it's so hot. And it told him everything he needed to know. Everything he yeah. needed to know. So we skipped over my favorite, one of my favorite scenes in the book, which is when they go to the pit, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I love the pit. And he squishes and that And they're going to go, he smushes that dude and he's basically like, I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. When I'm here, I'm in charge. When I'm not here, I don't care who's in that charge. Really and hot. I was like, Daddy. Hot. Yeah. Daddy. <laughs> Daddy. Yes. Something else. Truly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's like, whenever, I, when, when I'm not around, whatever, yeah. but I'm, I'm your sure, daddy but right when now. When I'm here, I'm in charge. And I was like, <sighs> <sighs> everyone could have an orgasm just by hanging out with him. That's how hot it is. It, honestly. Well, yeah. I mean, literally. Literally. It's amazing. We can all get the touching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anytime kind of, i mean i'm gonna anytime he wants to like this a is, dinner I'm, party at mad, Rog- mad yes. Rogan's house like everybody gets the touching <laughs> that is Just the dessert how- he serves okay <laughs> aaron you should stick around for it. i guess i just feel like like a massive dinner party with all of my girlfriends where he's gonna like psychically touch us all is like not my jam but like if you guys want to do it like i think that's great for you maybe it's like and, seven minutes in heaven with mad rogan <laughs> yeah like me like you're like, in a closet uh, sure. seven minutes in null space spin the bottle maybe <laughs> oh, boy can i tell you a real shame though everybody i have the actual paperbacks and i was looking at them and, you know, there's like a clinch on the cover mm-hmm. and, um, you know, she, he's got his dog tags and she's very beautiful. And then I was like, wait, what's the step back? And it's just <sighs> destruction. Come on. It's just buildings falling down. And I feel really robbed. It's a disappointment. Yeah. You're going to waste true. color ink That's on that. For like 
non-romance readers who don't mm-hmm. expect that's like there a to Jack be a Reacher. Back. That's like a Jack Reacher it step is. back. Wait, what is is Absolutely. that is that Jack Reacher that just went by? No, this is that's that was the second two. book. Also, also destruction just, on the what's inside. What's the point of that? I don't know. Avon. Vibes. That's my point. I'm gonna ask. Vibes. Just setting the scene. Blowing up vibes. Fire vibes. Yeah. Set yeah. Vibes. Tells you what you're gonna get into. Yeah. <laughs> like you're gonna give them a step back, and it's just gonna be things blowing up. I mean, mm. I guess if your front cover is a clinch, though, what do you do in the step back? They lay down. Lay them down in front of the explosion. <laughs> <laughs> What do you want? Like, what do you want? I think they clothes in the step back. Honestly, yeah. a chaise lounge, <gasps> a chaise, and then a <laughs> in the background. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, I got I got really big Doctor Manhattan vibes uh, from him because of his like really really blue that eyes and the way that really he like clever, levitates yeah. up and all that. Sorry. I think the step back should be that scene where him he's levitating. all magic yeah, and she's yeah, and on him. Yeah, there's Hot. the wind around them. Oh, the wind. God, that's what I want. I want the two of them just banging in a t- wind tunnel. I know. I know. <laughs> I should tell you about some of our future plans, Sarah, for another project. You just saw. You just wait. Banging okay. in a wind tunnel. All right. Yeah. It is not that. Okay. All right. <laughs> is it the CERN? Is it like the particle collider? It's not that either. You listen. Oh, okay. we'll, I'll tell you off the podcast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, any right. final thoughts here? Anyone from anyone? Thank you for introducing I'm me really to this series. I'm really happy I read this finally. Yeah. I'm not sure I would have gotten around to it with yeah, same. This. When Jen and well, I were listen. talking about it, she did say this will force Sarah to finally read this book. So <laughs> and it did, and I'm going to read the and rest of the series. So yeah, book two is my favorite. I can't oh, wait. I'm so excited. I thought there were six for some reason. So there are six. The second oh. trilogy is about her younger sister Catalina. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And he, and so, and he she falls in love with uh, Alessandro Segreto, oh, so hello. it's essentially like a a second series, like a second mini series, mm-hmm. right? And then I am I, we're all very I've that book six actually comes out probably around when this is released. Cool. It's like yeah. August, the end of August. Nice. So that trilogy finishes, and I've read it, and they definitely tee up in an epilogue. <gasps> That the youngest sister, uh, Arabella, will probably get her series. Yes. Yeah. And I'm excited because it's just, yeah, like more of this world, Mm -hmm. right? More of these people, more of Grandma Frida. I do feel like when you when you build a world this elaborate, three books is not enough. Like you've done a lot of work as a writer and readers Mm -hmm. have done a lot of work like imprinting the world. And now Mm -hmm. you have to continue it. But I really like that it's like, okay, but like, again, you're not, they're not trying to like rewrite Nevada and Connor. Uh-huh. They're not trying to right. like write, like that's done. We're just going to move on to the sisters and then we get hints of them and we get it. a look at them and then we'll get Arabella and X or yeah. Y. There's like a little hint that oh. maybe she's going to Oh, but we should tell listener, sorry, everyone, that this book does end with him being like, pick a place in the world i'll get a yacht and we'll go to it or whatever and she's like no "No." you're a sociopath right aaron's like (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) you're a sociopath and i loved at the very very end i don't know if this like only hit me um or if it's like a more universal thing but when she said you're not capable of feeling other people's feelings you're an empath but you're only a magical empath like it does not translate emotionally and that's a deal breaker for me essentially yeah and uh, 
I'm just so excited for him to learn how to feel. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> I gotta say, it really doesn't as much you I mean, I'm on the record. I hate a like cliffhanger. I hate a adventure sure. leaves at the end of the first book. But that this. it really doesn't feel like that here. And I no, think part no, of the it reason why it doesn't feel that way is because it this does feel like a romance and it feels like I'm gonna read book two right away. So yeah. it, it most rolls. definitely. Right, most definitely. I wasn't mad at the end of this. No, I was just which like, is hey, weird. Nevada, I, you dumbass. Well, because it didn't yeah. feel like a breakup because she broke up with him. She was like, no, I'm not going to your yacht or whatever. And he was right. like, mm-hmm. okay. Like, he didn't yeah. accept <laughs> right. the breakup. It wasn't like no. he then walked away and was like, I've lost her, my love. You know, he was like, okay, Nevada. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're obviously coming on the yacht. Can't wait to bang. <laughs> Bye. On my yacht, in my wind tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I also think like the main story, right? Like what's happening with Adam gets solved in a really satisfying mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And we understand, like we just understand that the next book is coming. But I guess right. in the original, when the books, when these books were released, book one came out in 2014 and book two, I think came out in 2015 or mm-hmm. like there was a big delay. And I yeah. think people really waited around for number three. And a lot of my friends were like, that was some real bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, like I don't have to live in that reality. That's great. You gotta wait. Yeah, Yeah, you know, be in her books. Mm -hmm. She did not read any of Catalina's trilogy until they were all done. Smart. Until she could get Ruby Fever. She's like, I'm not falling for that. Listen, that's just gonna give myself that. Mm Yes, that's self care. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's what that is. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Know your limits, man. But then look, she probably had a great weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, I mean, when I read these all in one weekend, I literally had the best weekend. Yeah, I loved it so much. This is one of those few reading experiences where you're like, I'm just, this is how reading romance should feel. Mm. Yeah. Faded bosoms. We're going to read a book about a waterbed sometime. Sometime. We're going to find it. Tweet at us. Listen, Nora Roberts for sure wrote a waterbed. Had to have. Had to have. One of those love swept hats for sure had waterbeds. Somebody's banging on a waterbed. Oh, yeah. You're sloshing around. It's gotta be. (laughs) I just don't feel like sex on a waterbed is good, and I feel like that's always been known. I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand the purpose of the waterbed. But then so many people had waterbeds. Where do you bang? Like, are you just just not bang? Where do you bang? (laughs) Like, do you get on the floor? Do you go to your couch? Are you just a not bed know. banger? I think so. All the time? Forever? Do people still have water beds? Listeners, I don't know. fill us in on water beds. Yeah, please. Tell us about it, like, beds. is the bed even an option? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Is it, it is, is it a special occasion situation? I don't know. I mean, it feels like it, uh, I don't know, it feels difficult. Mm-hmm. It does. really does. Yeah. Well, do water beds still exist is literally a, a question on the Google. <laughs> can, where right. can I find a water bed anywhere? It says they can still be found today, mostly online. Oh, I'm sure totally wow. used. I bet they do sure. not ship to oh. Alaska. I'm just going to put that out there. I don't think that you can <laughs> find one here. I don't think we're going to get one. I think yeah. it's the wrong climate for it as well. <laughs> it would freeze. Mm. <laughs> it's an ice bed at that point. <laughs> yeah, it's just right. an ice bed. Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't sound what? nice. What <laughs> an odd thing. <laughs> I'm now reading the Wikipedia page about waterbeds. <laughs> Don't they, they, the National Institute of Child Health thinks they are very bad for children because they'll oh, just yeah, asphyxiate you get in there. Stuck yeah. In, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, definitely. 
It says yeah, another advantage never. of a waterbed is easy cleaning. That seems False. wrong. <laughs> I mean, you could wipe it down. No, because dust true. mites can't live inside it. Yeah, that so makes sense. So maybe it's an allergy thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you're out there and you have a waterbed, report in. Please. Also, we Tell us you. about your life. Yeah. All right. I mean, <laughs> friends... I gotta go. This is I. We Same. have fallen down the waterbed hole. And right. I don't. I don't like it. I bet you know what though. I just thought of it. I bet there's waterbed TikTok. Well, it just occurred to me that my very favorite um, hero of anything, especially Agent Fox Mulder, had a waterbed. Um, oh, that's oh, right. That just occurred to me. So there's got to be waterbed romance. Mm-hmm. Has to be. Well, there's definitely oh waterbed gosh. fanfic. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if anybody knows this. I haven't yet listened to it. It's on my. It's like I downloaded a bunch of episodes. But there is a podcast called something to the effect of Fox Mulder is a maniac. And I think it might be an X-Files rewatch, like from the perspective of I him just d- being yeah. an absolute. Well, where's the waterbed episode? We need to find yeah, it. Right. Need- yes. <gasps> this is great. Sure. There were the people that lived in the sewers. There were like the inbred family. And then there was like the waterbed episode. Of course. Right. <laughs> Dreamland. <laughs> um, listen, everybody should tell everybody where they can be found. So mm. I'll go first. We can be found at fatedmates.net on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Heaving Bosoms can be found on heavingbosoms.com. And then we're pretty much everywhere at Heaving Bosoms. And yeah. And, and Twitter's at Heaving underscore Melody, bosoms. tell everybody about Bonkers Romance too. Oh, yeah. And my other podcast, Bonkers Romance, bonkersromance.com. And I think we're mostly on Instagram and TikTok, but that's at Bonkers Romance. And uh, Heaving Bosoms publishes on Mondays. And you can get bonkers on Thursdays. So, and I'm just a lady um, in the world. Uh, yeah. My name is Erin. Uh, my Twitter is this one. I put criminals in chains. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. You're not just a lady. You're I, pretty badass. Um, you can find Wait, me in my name? house Honora? in Alaska. Yeah. I am at this one is Erin on Twitter. Yeah. A listener. A listener. I am a listener, a listener of the Fate of Mates podcast. <laughs> Famously. Aaron and I. Listen, Aaron, you know what? I'm feeling hmm. ice skating this summer. Let's do it. Jen and I were going to read an ice skating book. Oh, you're going to read an ice skating book. Aaron loves ice skating. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. 
Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.